This is About Space, America's Return to Space, with news and information on our U.S. space program. From our About Space Today World Headquarters, I'm John Gomez. Falcon Heavy is launching a different type of object into orbit, a solar system in perfect sync, and the Geminid meteor shower is here. These stories and more next, as America and the world are listening to About Space Today. D&D Cruise and Tours is the official agent for About Space, and we invite you to come fly away to all-inclusive resort island destinations, or a cruise vacation from Port Canaveral, and even visit the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex, or just come and see the parks. Call for a discount cruise or an island getaway or the Florida beaches. Call today. The call is free and so are our services. Call 877-747-8631. That's 877-747-8631. We are Florida's group travel specialists. Welcome back. SpaceX completed a static fire test of its Falcon Heavy rocket in preparation for its next launch on December 10th from the Kennedy Space Center. That launch, called USSF-52, is Falcon Heavy's fifth launch of the year and its first launch of the X-37B space vehicle. The launch is expected to propel the X-37B into a higher orbit than any of the vehicle's previous missions. Some of the mission objectives include the X-37B operating in new orbital regimes testing the radiation effects of long-duration spaceflight on plant seeds, and conducting experiments with space domain awareness technologies. Although no launch window has been announced, SpaceX has confirmed that the launch, originally set for December 7th, was moved to December 10th due to altered launch schedules and availability at Launch Complex 39A. Stay tuned to About Space Today news for updates on an official launch window time. 100 light years away from Earth lies something truly unique. In the constellation Coma Berenices, astronomers have discovered a rare, in-sync solar system with six planets untouched by outside forces since their birth billions of years ago. Two planet-hunting satellites, NASA's TESS and the European Space Agency's CHEOPS, teamed up for the observations. Derek Pitts from the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia discussed how the planets can be in sync. What a solar system looks like right after it's born. I mean, that's what we're seeing here. The planets are in perfect synchronous orbit with each other. There are six planets all together. Five pairs of the planets have these synchronous orbits. This is how we think solar systems are born. So we're looking at what a solar system may have looked like billions of years ago, even what our solar system may have looked like billions of years ago when it first started. Now, over time, of course, what has happened is different dynamic forces like interloping objects have disrupted that in other solar systems, in most other solar systems. So in this particular case, we're seeing what a very early solar system may have looked like. Talked about what scientists can learn from this discovery. Well, it's difficult to actually look at a solar system like ours 
and sort of do what I call forensic astronomy, looking back over time to imagine what the dynamic conditions were like in the early solar system. Now, here in our solar system, astronomers have done very well to have some sort of a guess of what the early solar system was like. But when we look at a solar system like this one that has these planets in resonance, it allows us to have a model that we can begin from to imagine what our solar system might have been like. Now, here's the complicating factor. There was so much dynamic activity in our solar system at the very beginning. Our solar system right now looks nothing like what it originally looked like. I mean, as far as the placement of the planets is concerned and what planets were here and all that sort of stuff. So we can learn about our own solar system from this one. But can any of those in-sync planets sustain life? When we look at these planets that we see right now in that particular system, most of them are bigger than Earth but smaller than Neptune. And the telescopes that we use to examine them can only tell us so much. But we know a couple of things. We know that some of the planets are too close to their star. They're not in what is called a habitable zone, a zone where the temperature is conducive to the presence of liquid water. But that's not to say that there aren't other systems around that show some synchronicity that do have planets in what we would call a habitable zone. So maybe we'll find some as we keep exploring the universe. While we might not be able to confirm the existence of life outside of our own solar system, one thing remains certain. The truth is out there. Finally, tis the season, and not just the holiday season. It's time for the Geminid meteor shower, and because the moon will be in its waxing crescent phase, we should be able to enjoy a spectacular show. There's quite a bit that us non-astronomers don't know about meteor showers, so let's learn a little more about this amazing phenomenon. Get ready for a winter treat. The best meteor shower of the year is happening on the night of December 13th to 14th. At peak, the Geminid meteor shower could have more than 100 shooting stars per hour. That translates to a meteor or two every minute when seen from dark skies or one every other minute from suburban skies. Meteor showers are one of a few instances when, instead of us looking out at the cosmos, the universe comes to us. Shooting stars, of course, aren't stars at all. They're actually small pieces of debris left behind by passing comets or sometimes asteroids. In the case of the Geminids, the culprit is asteroid 3200 Phaethon. The pieces this space rock leaves behind burn up in a flash as they fall into Earth's upper atmosphere at speeds approaching 80,000 miles per hour. Larger pieces might take longer to burn up, creating longer-lasting fireballs that arc across the sky. Phaethon loops around the Sun every one and a half years, shedding particles every time it comes close enough to bake in the Sun's heat. The Earth passes through the debris field left in the space rock's wake every mid-December. The Geminids are typically a good show, but this year they'll be at their finest. First, the bright moon won't interfere like it did last year. The moon will be new on December 12th, meaning we won't see it at all, and skies will be as dark as they can be. Second, the radiant, or the part of the sky the meteors appear to be shooting from, will be well above the horizon by late evening on the 13th, giving us a better shot at catching a shooting star. 
Meteors will be visible in the late evening, although die-hard meteor watchers will want to head out in the pre-dawn hours of December 14th, when the meteor shower will be at its best. This is one astronomy event where no telescopes are required. The meteors will appear to be coming from a spot near the bright star Castor, one of the Gemini twins, but meteors will be visible across the sky. For light polluted areas, your best bet is to scan the darkest part of the sky, which is usually right above you. Lying down and gazing up at the sky is easier said than done in cold and possibly snowy December. Be sure to dress warmly and in layers. Bring a heavy blanket or an insulated sleep sack. And if you can, lay on a lawn chair so you're off the cold ground. You'll want to spend at least 20 minutes outside to allow your eyes to adjust to the dark. Otherwise, you won't even know what's happening above you. The Geminids will be an excellent show this year, so step outside and look up. The Geminids started on November 19th and are visible until December 16th, though they have peak visibility on December 13th and 14th. So grab a chair or a blanket, head outside, and enjoy the show. Make sure you check out our Facebook page, About Space Today, for launches and landings, and invite your family and friends to listen weekly. Be sure to join Space Coast News Editor Don Meyer every Friday for America in Space. To all of our listeners around the world and here in the U.S., thanks for joining me. I'm John Gomez, and this has been About Space Today.